Hey everybody, Tim here. Thanks for checking out this episode and I want to warn you in advance. This episode sounds a bit like hot garbage, partially because there were five of us in one room recording on a single microphone. That is not how I like to do things. We are typically in our own houses, but we had everybody over minus Nikki and I had this grand scheme of having everybody set up on these different mics, but everything failed right before recording. So I said, screw it. We'll use one pointed right up in the air and see how it goes. And it didn't go that well. So if this is your first time listening to us, please don't judge us too hard on this one episode. Go listen to something else that sounds much better. And for our OSW faithful, uh, give us some grace. We'll, we'll return to some semi-high quality stuff in the future. But thanks for checking it out. And enjoy this review of The Exorcism of Emily Rose. In our Mad Libs, even though you can't hear it that great... I'm going to have it re-recorded with our special overdub voice so you can hear it in all its disgusting glory. So thanks for checking it out, guys, and we'll see you next time. And now, your feature presentation. In a world of big-budget blockbusters... Travel back in time to explore the epic and not-so-epic movies of yesteryear. This is On Second Watch, a movie nostalgia podcast. This episode's going to be a little bit different because we're all recording in one room. Except, except for, for one. <laughs> and Nikki, who's uh, not here, but she's here. To also make this just like it was back, Jesus, this was the first, first time. one, the first time we did it. 2020. 2019. We recorded four episodes in one room. Yeah. Yep. Using one mic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. In 2020, then <laughs> I remember I just shit remember Home Alone, and then obviously we did a couple more. I do Jaws, we did mm-hmm. Big Trouble Little China. And I, think, then, I think it was the last one we yep. did. Yeah. Yep. We're all in person. I had this grand plan of using three different mics with five people because that's all I had, but it didn't work. So we're using one mic aimed straight up in the air to capture all our voices at one time. So obviously the quality of this audio is me great. I just like to yell, so. But then, but then there's Nikki who will be by herself with her own audio, so she'll she'll sound fine. <laughs> she's like, I'm not talking. Fuck you, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> Nikki's just like listening to half this. She's like, God damn it. Yeah, she's like, why did I agree to this again? <laughs> I could have said I was going to be on vacation still for this shit. She's like, I watched this terrible fucking movie. <laughs> oh, I'm excited to talk about it, actually. My name is Tim, your ringleader. We also have our horror expert, Chris, who's going to weigh in heavily. You've got to really accent that term, man, because oh. it's starting to sound like the horror expert. I, I'm not taking time to that. Here's Chris in the corner, the horror expert. <laughs> I'm in so much debt. <laughs> it's on a scale of 1 to 10. I guess Bruce Willis enthusiast. Is that what we want to call you? I don't know if that's even accurate, but go there. <laughs> Dana, who sees most of these for the first time. <laughs> oh, um, speaking of horrors. <laughs> oh, it's Carrie! <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you're talking about me or Dan, but either way. It's impossible. You know what? I could be a really good whore. Just say. I don't want to sit next to him anymore. <laughs> I could be a delight in your bedroom. Absolutely not. I was going to say the doctor in the flesh. <laughs> we got Carrie. It's Care Bear in the flesh. Like, traveling all over through town. Wearing clothes. Uh, everyone's favorite <laughs> creeper, Uncle Spaz, who uh, was currently playing with all my daughter's toys. 
F2. Let's, let's, let's make it sure they're explicitly clear too. Not only was he playing with the toys, in creepy uncle fashion, he showed up. What? That's right. Hung over. Oh, so hung over. Rolled in with glasses on. <laughs> Smells like desperation and scotch. Yes. <laughs> scotch from Scotland. Oh, God. Uh, oh, so we still want to be drunk. <laughs> and then the, the sweet and innocent Nikki, who suggested the category based on a true story with all the best intentions, and we ended yeah. up with a horror movie. Mind you, Nikki, sweet summer child. It's <laughs> not only a horror movie, it's one of the scariest movies yeah. out there. Yeah, learn my lesson. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> More explicit rules next time. <laughs> After spinning that wheel, we landed on Spaz's movie, 2005's American supernatural horror legal drama film, The Exorcist of Emily Rose. This is very, very loosely based on a true story of Annalise Mikkel, from Germany, who underwent 67 exorcism rites in the last year of her life. Let's see, we got a screenplay written and directed by Scott Derrickson and Paul Harris Boardman, uh, starring Laura Linney as Eddie Brunner, Tom Wilkinson as Father Richard Moore, Jennifer Carpenter as Emily Rose. And with a budget of 19 million, it made 145 million in the box office and currently sits at a 6.7 on IMDb. Should be higher. Um, Disagree, but we'll get into that. I will fuck you. Ooh, we, are, we are face to face. I am not afraid to hit you in the nuts. What if I, if I will pay you twenty dollars to punch Dan by the end of tonight? I'll do it for free. <laughs> I'll fucking but do take it. the money. I'll do it for twenty. Before we jump bucks. into our thoughts about this movie, <laughs> this is why I don't have one mic. It's mostly to delete everything span size. Super crass Dan in the corner. Twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. <laughs> Are you still listening? Great. This is normally the time where we would do our trivia based on this movie, but it didn't sound great since everyone's laughing and talking over each other, so I just decided to just delete it all. So you have a little bit of background on what happened. There was a lot of errors because of, I don't know, connectivity. Some people weren't connected to my Wi-Fi, so questions weren't showing up the right time. Let's just say there was some arguing over who actually won this, but Chris ended up coming out on top. I think he got all the questions right. So he chooses our next category. So let's just skip over that whole segment and jump straight into our Mad Libs. Let's do it. Oh, man. Yeah, let's get weird. All right, it is going to get weird. So it just so happens there are three female and three male characters that end up in my Mad Libs. So I think it's only fair that we proper associate each other with uh, the appropriate gender. Okay. I'll be Emily Rose. I mean, if you want to be, I'm pretty sure I could play a possessed person pretty well. Do you guys? Oh, you are. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Can you do it where it's like Carrie, Dana, Nikki, hit, like say one, two, three, and you just assign to the chat? we do. Ours. How about this? I want Carrie to get fucked up like usual. So let's do that. I mean, that's up to you guys. Choose the words. But yeah. That's it's gonna happen anyways. Split let's do it. it. Sure. Let's, let's, do it let's do it that way. Yeah. So. Let's do it that way. Let's just fuck here. Yeah. All right, Nikki, choose your number one, two, or three. Uh, two. Tips us. Oof. Oh, damn it. One. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carrie. Well, now that I've heard that, I'm going to say like, three. We're going to screw Dana one. over. <laughs> oh, poor Dana. It's all right. I don't think it can top. We've already called you can't top on. Carrie's stuff in the past. Yeah, this gets a little weird because it's, uh, there's someone plays a priest. And oh, God. God. oh, I hope it's oh, bad. God. I yes. hope it's yeah, yeah, bad. Yeah. All right, Spaz, one, two, or three? One. Yeah. All right. Damn it. How oh, about two? 
What's two? No, no, you already said one. You're committed to one. Damn it, I want to be the priest. Three. 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 Chris is I, the priest. I'm the priest. <laughs> Okie dokie. Let's start out with, I need five nouns. Tits. <laughs> Dang. That's a plural, so it depends. Do you need singular? Teat. <laughs> Teat. 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 Didn't even skip a beat. <laughs> Dan immediately, yep. Fuck it, let's go with T. Yes. Boner. No, Dan, no more genital or anatomy references. Boys. No, let's... Hangover. It's... It is. Just don't, Chris. <laughs> the look in your face is awesome. I might consider that later, but... So what do we have so far? Teeth. <laughs> A singular teeth. Um, I'm looking around. I'm like doorknob. Yeah, it's not like we're like doorknob. It's mine. Cherry. Headache. I'm looking at the curtain rods. We're going with broad. Nikki says cherry. Because of uh, cherry coke. <laughs> Unicorn. <laughs> there are a lot of those here. Unicorn it is. <laughs> All right. There are a lot of unicorns <laughs> over here. <laughs> a lot. Now let's go with eight adjectives. Offensive. Why are, you at me? Why are you looking at me for? I'm not offensive. I'm honest. I'm offended by your presence. You smell offensive. Yeah. Wait, what? I smell very delightful. How dare you? I put cologne on for this. I'll do stinky. All right. Stinky's a word. So we have how many do we have? Two. Okay. Greasy. Greasy. Oh, there it is. <laughs> oh, can we Let's go with Chris's favorite word, box. No, we're no, not. Moist, yes. Okay. Uh, Tracy Moist. How the lesson two for Dana is how about backfire? How many more do we need? Four. What did we ask so far? Four. <laughs> blue. No, I was going to have you. What'd you say, Nikki? I said blue. Because we're so all pulled over. Everyone's wearing blue. Yeah, I'm literally looking around what do I see? <laughs> soft. It will look soft. <laughs> I could go all day. Oh, you were looking at me. <laughs> no, I was thinking about eating later on. Uh, one more. Crunchy. Crunchy. This is going to be so wholesome. Chris, we need crunchy butter for your babies. All right. I need a whole lot of herbs. Oh, God. How many? Nine. Oh, gosh. All right. One. Petting. Oh, come on. Why? <laughs> Why? It was two of the nine, and we already did it. <laughs> Why? Why an innocent word? Sure, you guys were petting the dogs earlier. You gonna make that weird? She's sleeping right I can. Why, why, why do you gotta make it weird? That's Spaz's job. <laughs> Mine was an innocent bird. With ulterior motives. <laughs> it's a load of verb. Yes, it is. Mm. Bite. Cranking. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I'm so scared. Nikki's face. Why? Why? It's a legit verb. <laughs> Spelunking. Yeah, see, maybe I need, you know, maybe you need to crank the clock or something. <laughs> right before I spelunk the mines. I can only think of things that are not good. Dripping. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Drip. No, not dripping. Tripping. Drip. With a T, I guess. Yes. <laughs> dripping. Shove. <laughs> Drip. Shove. Make it clean. Spanking. God damn it. <laughs> now to the miscellaneous words. Uh, the first one is something that would terrify Nikki. 
this conversation. <laughs> spiders. Spiders. There you go. Yeah. That terrifies me too, Nikki. The body part. Thumb. Spaz <laughs> went with a thumb. I'm actually, I'm impressed. Yeah, I wanted to say penis. I know you did, we, but I appreciate you going with thumb. A type of doctor. What? Proctologist. What? I knew it was that. God damn it, I knew it was that. I hope spelunking proctologist. <laughs> and thumb and thumb together. Thumb, spelunking, and proctologist. This is only going to go terribly wrong. Knew it. Out of all the stuff, you're going to... At least you didn't say urologist. A liquid. Glue. A number. Six. Nine. Six, six. <laughs> 42. Six, six, six. 69. <laughs> In reference to the movie we're doing this on, I say six 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 or three, as in three a.m. Yeah. Six six six. The number of the beast. <laughs> I need a shiny object. Glitter. <laughs> Glitter. 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 Like that wasn't even like a fun one. You just went straight down that dark I, You're I, just like, arson. I like lighting things on fire. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of, something Chris would be arrested for. Arson! <laughs> arson. <laughs> Absolutely arson. Yeah. Aggressive jaywalking. <laughs> aggressive jaywalking, I like that. He was arrested for walking aggressively. <laughs> yeah. Was it like just power strutting? <laughs> you have to like jaywalk so many times before it would probably be something you'd get arrested. I know, I don't really, yeah. Something gross. Yeah. Dan. Yeah, spaz. Works. Spaz's vocabulary. I got a lot of weird things going on in my head right now. Yeah, I was going to say Dan's mind, but... <laughs> yeah, it, that is quite, it is quite a wasteland. It's, it's something. Something terrifying. Spaz's mind. <laughs> Actually accurate. Uh, Demons. I like it. Demons. Demons. <laughs> Actually, Dana's mind, that's kind of fucked up. It's true. And that, you know, it is, we don't give that enough talk it's time. It's the quiet This ones. needs to be here yeah. now. Everybody, everybody's right. It's the quiet one. You're white brain, dude. Fucked up. Dana's mind it is. <laughs> oh, no. A large object that is not a person. Oh, a dog. Come on. Dog? <laughs> I just thought I was looking at the pine trees. I'm thinking if you fell one over and you, the trunk, it's a giant log. A whale. I want him to be, I want him a to be a whale too. All right, we can go with whale. I'm, I'm saving my log for later. <laughs> that didn't come out. <laughs> oh my God. I feel like reading this in person is going to be a lot more difficult. <laughs> you guys ready for this? Let's do it. Yeah. Too bad, Dana. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. I'm never moving. Okay. Dana? is an offensive teen girl frolicking her way through college when she suddenly experiences visions of spiders and thumb spasms. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm always hit by a kid. Always hit by a kid. Dana left school and returned home to her parents, Tim and Nikki. Tim is her stinky father. <laughs> Who is best described as an emotional teat. Yes, <laughs> yes he is. What uh, kind? <laughs> Nikki is her greasy mother who is deeply religious. Yes. Yes. Well, you chose that word. Don't blame me. That's my own fault. Uh, um, who pets doorknobs in the Lord's name every day. 
God. Yes. Oh, That's yes. awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. That's all Zordox here. Got a lot of point there. Nobby. <laughs> Desperate for answers after their proctologist prescription of several doses of glue didn't work. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> she so, used to get wrong. <laughs> They bite the church for answers. Father Span. Oh, yes! <laughs> yes! Uh, here for the win, baby! Bring it on, Tim. Is a moist and stubborn old man. <laughs> yes, I am. Who believes Dana is possessed by a demon. Father Spaz performs 666 exorcism rites in an attempt to free Dana. Oh, yeah. God, I got you, Dana. Wait, your ass. The fact that you're pausing for so long is very concerning. Yeah. Like, that wasn't the worst. Yeah. He's already a moist old man. Yeah. Know? Stubborn old man. A moist and stubborn. Yeah, buddy. Like a, like a puddle on a summer day. Oh. Oh. You got that swamp ass. Oh, which, uh, which includes pouring glue over her teat. <laughs> <laughs> This is your silver now, putting the words where they need to be. That is your white. I am so happy about this. I am uncomfortable on several levels. I am uncomfortable. I am not comfortable. Cranking while holding glitter. It sounds like Scott's a Saturday night. so painful. Man, that was my Saturday night yesterday. Splunking a ride. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, what? Oh, I spur one for you, Laura. Why you're cracking that glitter? <laughs> Unfortunately, after tripping for three hours, Dana dies. <laughs> she had a bad trip, man. What can I say? And Father Spaz was charged with arson. <coughs> I'll take that. Taking his case is Carrie, the blue cherry lawyer. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah, right. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> we just successfully defended a case involving aggressive jaywalking. <laughs> As she dives deeper into the case, Carrie begins to drip at 3 a.m. daily. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thought I was getting out. No, nope. I thought I was getting out. No, nope. getting out. Yeah. Smells the scent of spaz <laughs> and sees in his mind in the shadows. Was terrifying. <laughs> One key witness to the exorcism is Chris, a soft unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And medical doctor who could authenticate the uh, the events, but was unfortunately shoved by a whale and killed. <laughs> Goddamn whales! <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta watch out for those fuckers. <laughs> Try to swim here. <laughs> <laughs> That's my way, whale. <laughs> With evil spanking its way into the courtroom, <laughs> it's up to Father Spaz's rotunda testimony. <laughs> yes. And Carrie's crunchy examination <laughs> to share the truth behind the exorcism of Dana. Me and Carrie got this. We got this. <laughs> me, me and Carrie got this about me gluing Dana's teeth. No, it's not. This was uh, this was a roller coaster of emotions. Yep. That was a good yeah. one. That was solid. Dana. I apologize for your teens. For, for some reason, when I read that line about pouring glue over Dana, I was <laughs> thinking about the um, Living La Vida Loca music video. Yes, Ricky the candles. Living La Vida Loca. That's a song I didn't need. Push it, pull it down. Living La Vida Loca. 
keto pee. So with that, let's talk a little bit about the exorcism of Emily Rose. Why don't we share our thoughts about the film and then go ahead with your rewatch review. And Carrie, you said you were watching it through your fingers and you rated this a five. So why don't we have you go first? I watched it right after we picked watching this. So I'm glad I've had like a month to decompress (laughs) from this movie. Again, I had seen it before. It was equally terrifying the second time and disturbing. And Nikki, last time when we were talking about it, we were both saying like, yeah, like those religious movies are just like absolutely terrifying. Like the paranormal religious movies. And yeah, this still kept me up. I don't think I slept that night after watching this. Damn. Yeah, it was really terrifying. So, And then I had it in my head where Dan was telling me if I'm still up at 3 a.m., I'm going to die, basically. And then I became 3 a.m. eventually, and I was still up. So that was really unfortunate. You're welcome. Yeah. So Did yeah. you smell sulfur? No. How about burnt toast? It was Ooh, burning. Burnt toast. That's just a, that's just a fire oh. in California. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Uh, just as terrifying the second time. Don't want to watch this ever again. Why? Uh, I just yeah. I don't know. It gets me. It gets me. But it, on the fact of I appreciate how well done it was because I felt like that. Again, I just want to preemptively say that I think my score was exactly where I want to leave it. A five. A five, right? I would, in terms of how much I enjoyed it, it would be like a two. In terms of <laughs> how much I appreciate that it made me feel like that, it gets the five. It's a good breakdown. Made you feel sick, but all right. No. Not enthusiastic? Or... No. no. It's a very unenthusiastic. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Dana, you gave it a four on your nostalgia, and I think we found out when we rewatched this that we did see it before. Yes. I have actually seen this movie. Wow. Twice now. Huzzah. Right. This is the movie you've seen. I, I have it. seen it. Yep. We, we went out of our way to see it a really long time ago. Yeah. I don't remember when. In the theaters? Uh, I no, so. I don't think it was in the theaters, but it was probably shortly after it came out. I actually did not mind the movie. It yes. may be the only horror movie that I did not mind. Yeah. It did not freak me out. Really? I, I, maybe it's because I knew what was coming. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was pretty well done. I don't have any, I really don't have any negative things to say overall. Is it something I'm going to watch again? Probably not. But I'm like, but overall, I didn't <sighs> hate it or anything. So I'm going to actually, you said I was at a five? Four. Four. Four? Give it a six. Oh, yeah. shit. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this was a yeah. pleasant surprise. Nobody expected that. The game is coming in. <laughs> right? <laughs> She's seen it before is the amazing part. I know. That is amazing, yeah. And I didn't hate it. So yeah. That's even better. That's true. I know. I'm just quickly going through here to see when was the last time Dana Sword jumped up two whole points? Probably never. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of going down to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. The last one was uh, actually, of all things, Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. There that's you go. Very, very <laughs> Carrie Samuel, that one. All right, why don't we round it out? Nikki, you had not seen this movie before, right? Yeah, I, I don't touch anything in this genre uh, by choice. So, <laughs> Actually, oh yeah, you give it a one. You give it a straight yeah. one. Oh, yeah, I, was, I was real pissed about having to watch it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember. You you probably <laughs> wanted to jump through the computer and everything to kill me. For I cursed your name more than once, I think, Dan. Yes. So I would like to publicly apologize. Sorry. Um, because I actually, you know, having to have to watch the movie, which again, I hate this genre, anything. I don't like scary movies in general, but the ones that I really, really don't like are anything that like Carrie said, like 
demons, shit like that. But especially if it's based on a true story. I mean, come on. The thing I have at the end of a movie is this is all made up, you know, and it's based on a true story. I can't say that. So like, not like that. But I thought this movie was really well done. And I really liked the way that a lot of it was playing out through the courtroom. I, I thought that was really interesting to see, you know, arguing both sides of the case. And Laura Linney was so good in it. Like the explanation when she had the priest on the stand and the explanation of the witching hour and the rationale behind why three and yam, what her eyes, I mean, the priest kind of ruined it later because he's like, I saw your eyes. I, you've been visited, haven't you? But it was so good. I thought I watched this in the beginning of the day. So I had plenty of time to watch a comedy after and, you know, <laughs> not have nightmares. I have not had any nightmares. I have thought about it every single day since I've watched it. <laughs> <laughs> scary movies stay with me like that so maybe in like six months i'll be over it fully i don't know I i'm fine like i was up at 3 a.m one day and i thought about it but i was like see it's fine i'm fine everything's fine um <laughs> but uh i because it was i think it was so effective i think it deserves to be above middle of the road i'm gonna give it a six as well because i think yeah, it's well right. um <laughs> So if I ever care. wanted to see it again, I would give it higher, but nope, don't plan to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I hadn't seen it, right? And so I didn't want to see it. I still feel the same way, although I have to admit, like, it was actually really well done. Should have watched it at night, Nikki. Yes. No, see, I love myself too much. <laughs> yeah, I made myself do that this time. So With the lights off. That was rough. Lights off. Watching on a night, it's the best time to watch it. Because you always think that there's actually something behind you, just standing behind you oh. while you watch it. <laughs> right. Well, kudos to you for owning it, even mm -hmm. though this uh, spin the wheel went totally awry from what you thought it was going to be. <laughs> yep. That's the way it goes sometimes, though. All right, I'll go next because I came in with a five with my nostalgia. And I'll save Chris and Spaz because you guys give it an eight and nine. So we got we to gotta break that down a little bit. It didn't scare me. Like the, I didn't get like uh, jump scares or anything like that, even though it's based on a true story. I thought it was very, very loosely. You know, it wasn't like a typical horror movie where I expect just crazy things to happen or like, crazy gore. Was, this had no gore in it. You know, I guess you. Could, what's up with the doctor that gets hit by the car? So, <laughs> so that is that is funny though. So I'm sure you probably wrote the trivia on IMDb about that. So that was due to the producers meddling. He was originally supposed to have a heart attack due to how scared he is the whole time. But they wanted something more traumatic, yeah. so they have him fumbling out into the road and getting slapped by a car. That's why it's so because he sees the cloak figures. I, I, think, I know that. That's why it's so it doesn't fit. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, yeah. like the whole the whole movie meshes well. And there's that one scene you're off, like, yeah. what? But yeah, that's because they wanted something more junk, scary, meddling. Yeah, okay. And so the producers got involved and made that, and it sucked. Yeah, yeah. But that's that not why part. this movie. Like I said, this movie is it's more like disturbing than scary. Yeah. Well, it makes so, you like, think. Yeah, it's yeah. the like. It's not, a jump, it's not a jump scare movie. Yeah. I, I tolerate those better than this. Yeah. And I thought the, the courtroom stuff was was decently done. Like I, I feel like Dan and I, you and I have been watching a lot more courtroom type shows. Like yeah. We watched The Lincoln Lawyer on Netflix, the series, which was really, really good. I thought it was an okay film. I didn't uh, do too much for me. I don't really go out of my way to watch horror films anyway. I thought this had enough. I thought that Jennifer Carpenter was like, killed it in this role. Yes. She was amazing. Yeah. I did read that they had a whole lot of dolls and stuff made to do all these contortions and stuff, but they liked her interpretation and ability to bend her body and react yeah. in certain ways so much better than the dolls can ever do. I thought she was the best part of this film, just seeing what she could do. Made it really enjoyable from that perspective, just being really creepy. So, I mean, overall, it just, it just kind of was there for me. I, 
I came in with a five. I'll, I'll probably, in the interest of two sixes in a row, I'll just say a six. Good make a six, six, six. Ready to go. Um, <laughs> it was it was really well done. And I think the fact that they didn't go over the top with CGI weirdness. Obviously, they had some scenes where the bleeding on the posters and the stained glass yes. and the faces as she's like running out of the you know the dorm or in the church and things like that. They kept it to a minimum and left it mostly to her reactions and her behaviors and things like that. That was, I thought she just, you know, Oscar worthy performance, if you ask me, oh, just how she was really owning these demonic possessions. So uh, kudos to her. And so I'll come in with a six, really well done. Uh, it wasn't one of those scary films to me, but that's okay. So that takes us to Chris. You gave it an eight. Yep. So, I mean, it's probably pretty apparent now, but this is one of my favorite movies. And rewatching it again, because it has been a while since I've watched it. You know, you are right. Like, I, I, I joke about it being scary. It's not really scary. But as someone who really does enjoy horror movies a ton, like, there's obviously a multitude of different genres. But possession, exorcism movies, demonic movies, those always scare me a little bit more than your stereotypical slasher flick, <clears throat> creature flick, you name it. So I do, I, and I like this movie because it's so, it's a, such a different approach to the possession movie. You know, we've seen The Exorcist, we've seen, you know, there's a, you know, Dime it does it, someone gets possessed, you know, yeah. I like this one because of the split story. You have the flashbacks of Emily Rose's character and what she was going through. And then a lot of it takes place in the courtroom. It's a courtroom drama with dashes of horror. The reason it was so scary to me when I was younger and unsettling is, like you've already said, Jennifer Carpenter's performance in this movie is unnerving. Some of the faces that she makes, some of the way she contorts her body, like, to me, is just naturally unsettling. I can do jump scares all day long. Like, actually, the director that did this went on to do Sinister, which everyone's like, oh, it's super scary. I didn't no. think it was that scary. Sinister is terrible. But, like, just as an example. Uh, but for this, this movie, this movie gets under my skin because of her faces because of the context of the movie. And I'm a sucker for like remote rural farmhouse, creepy, foggy farmhouse movies. Like just that sets the scene so well. Needless to say, I do very much enjoy this movie and rewatching it was nice because it's been a few years since I sat down to watch it. So I'm gonna bump it to a nine because this is still, it still holds up really well. And looking at the, tri the, the trivia, I know as to why. They deliberately made a lot of stuff vague as far as like, you know, what college she went to? What year is it? Like they, and the reason is, is because the director was like, I want this to be quote unquote, like timeless. Like you can watch it nowadays. And there's some things, obviously you don't see everyone glued to their cell phone in this movie. So obviously, you know, it's a little bit older and things like that. And things do look a little dated, you know, technology wise, but it's still for the most part kind of timeless. You can throw it on and be like, oh, you know, you know, rural town, middle of nowhere, you know, maybe they aren't, you know, super tech savvy, you know. Anyways, yeah, I don't know. I think it still holds up really well. I really enjoyed getting the opportunity to watch it again. So yeah, I'm gonna give it a nine. It still checks all the boxes. Creepy, entertaining, makes you kind of think a little bit. Makes 3M just a wee bit creepier if you do wake up to go to the bathroom, you know, the usual. I, I told Dana, it's funny because normally I get my crazy <laughs> ideas of creative things to do, but I wake up at three o'clock in the morning on the dot. Always. When like, oh, this is great. Mm -hmm. Right there with you. So, so now I know. It's the, the devil. devil. Yeah, now you know. It's the <laughs> devil, yeah. This podcast exists because of the devil. The devil made me do it. <laughs> I think I've seen that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Spaz, you came in hard in a nine. Yeah, I'm going to keep it there. But uh, 
pretty much everything you guys said is pretty, pretty much what I was going to say. Jennifer Carpenter, her role was just the shit that she did was just fantastic. I mean, the contortion, body contortions, faces, the screaming that she was doing. I don't, she had to have no voice after this movie. And it makes you think, you know, like what I told you when I watched this. I started it at three in the morning today. And for the entire movie, I was like, I had just kept looking over my shoulder because it felt like there was like just something there. I'm like, hmm, well, as long as I don't still smell sulfur, I should be good. And that's, I like those kinds of horror movies. I do like the possession movies myself because I don't know. It just, I'm weird. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, you know what? I would like this. I want to see if I can take on one of them bastards. But no, oh yeah, I say, I say, I'm like, come on, demon, possess me. I want to kick your ass. But I also don't want that to happen either. But no, I just, <laughs> no, this, uh, and uh, yeah, Laura Linney in this movie was just fantastic as well. So I can't remember who the other lawyer was. Scott uh, Campbell. Yeah, Scott Campbell. Campbell Scott. Yeah, he was just a good dick. He was a real good dick. Yeah, no, he was really good too. I, I enjoyed his performance and everyone, I mean, everyone had a great performance in this movie. So that's why I'm going to keep it a nine and I love this movie still. So if I remember correctly, it is one of Jennifer Carpenter's first roles. Yes. And uh, it's because Laura Lenny suggested her for the role because they did a play recently and she was really impressed with her. Coming to find out later on, the director was so impressed and so disturbed by her audition. He literally hired her right then and there on the spot, which is pretty cool, I think. I mean, and he said, like, the, he says one of the most unnerving things that she does, and it still scares him, is the silent scream that she does a lot. Yes. And, uh, yeah, that is one of the things that cuts, catches him off guard and was like, he makes him, as a director, so uncomfortable. Yeah, if you look at it, she's got a couple small bits Four small roles before that, five maybe. And then Dexter. Uh, yeah, basically those extra similar roles. And yeah, Dexter. Which... Yeah, she, I mean, she's probably one of the best, like, possessed people I've ever seen in a movie, like, a possession movie. Especially because it was very minimal, any assistance was all yeah, her. Was, yeah. There was, like, she one, did... the scene in the church, I know they used, like, something to hold her. So yeah. she could arch the harness. Yeah. Yeah. But all the weird positions that she ended up in with you know in her dorm when her boyfriend wakes yep. up and or in her bedroom when the yeah. first time they beat which yeah. just, they did digital, they did digitally alter her voice obviously for sure, the yeah. two-tone stuff but yeah 90 percent of it was just her and then you know uh non-cgi effects which is awesome be a terrifying set to work on you know? oh yeah <laughs> that bedroom man with all her scratching the walls with all that stuff that's that apparently like, based off a painting i forget the the, the artist, but yeah, the, the design of that bedroom and the scratches is based on something. Eating spiders, I, that one freaked yeah. the shit out of me. I'm that like, one was just kind of makes me chuckle because it makes me think of. Um, I don't like it. I don't um, like spiders. Makes me think of uh, Draco Dead and Loving It. <laughs> the yes. Renfield keeps eating the spiders. <laughs> yes. All right. With all our scores combined, our rewatch is a six point eight. It's like spot on. Which is one point five better than our nostalgia. And like we said with uh, IMDb, it was a six seven. Yeah, yeah. So like right we've there, we we are the people. I mean, we're pretty good with sticking around IMDb. With IMDb, yes. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, not so much. On our Kofi page, I had made a call to action to ask other people to share their thoughts about the exorcism of Emily Rose and Alicia Yellow Lodge came and said, "I really have some trauma from that movie. 
I watched it when I was pretty young and I knew it was about real stuff that happened. So I couldn't sleep for days after watching it. And my siblings made it even worse with whispering Emily <laughs> and creepy voices. <laughs> scare me even more. And I said, I'm a real empath. And when I watch topics like this, I always imagine myself in that situation and it freaked me out so much. So for me, it's still a horror movie and I guess I will not watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> I will totally watch this movie again. I'm um, waiting for the 20th anniversary edition. So thank years. you, Alicia, for sharing that. And uh, for all our movies going forward, I will be posting out on our Kofi page to collect some other thoughts. So if anyone wants to share our upcoming films, that's where to do it. And I will read it out loud. And hopefully one day I can give away some more stuff. We will see. So until then, thank you for listening to On Second Watch. And you can follow us at oswpodcast.com for the latest reviews, giveaways, and leave your nostalgia for the next movie. Uh, follow us up on Facebook and Twitter, mostly on Twitter. That's where I hang out the most. And uh, as we prepare for the next episodes, and if you want us to review a specific movie or suggest a category for a spin-the-wheel event, you can do all that at oswpodcast.com. So that'll do it. Thanks for listening to this crazy episode where we're all recording off of one mic, so it's probably going to sound horrendous. Awesome. My editing skills are much better than they were two years ago. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll put that out there. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Spaz out. You made it to the end, and if your ears aren't bleeding, a gold star for you. Now I know the Mad Libs were a little bit hard to listen to with all the background noise and everything going on. So I decided to copy all the text from the Mad Libs and have it dubbed over by the one and only Santa Claus. So enjoy our reread of the Mad Libs presented by Jolly Old St. Nick. Dana is an offensive teen girl frolicking her way through college when she suddenly experiences visions of spiders and thumb spasms. Dana left school and returned home to her parents, Tim and Nikki. Tim is her stinky father who is best described as an emotional teat, but kind. Nikki is her greasy mother who is deeply religious and pets doorknobs in the Lord's name every day. Desperate for answers after their proctologist's prescription of several doses of glue didn't work, they bite the church for answers. Father Spaz is a moist and stubborn old man who believes Dana is possessed by a demon. He performs 666 exorcism rites in an attempt to free Dana, including pouring glue over her teat, cranking while holding glitter, and spelunking a rod. Unfortunately, after tripping for three hours, Dana dies, and Father Spaz is charged with arson. Taking his case is Carrie, the blue cherry lawyer who just successfully defended a case involving aggressive jaywalking. As she dives deeper into the case, Carrie begins to drip at three in the morning daily, smells the stench of Spaz's mind, and sees Dana's mind in the shadows. One key witness to the exorcism is Chris, a soft unicorn and medical doctor who could authenticate the events, but was unfortunately shoved by a whale and killed. With evil spanking its way into the courtroom, it's up to Father Spaz's rotund testimony and Carrie's crunchy examination to share the truth behind the exorcism of Dana. 